Well, hey there, and welcome. Ad Speaks Houston, the Addy Award-winning podcast, giving you the inside scoop on Houston advertising and marketing is created and produced by Radio Lounge for the American Advertising Federation Houston chapter at aaf-houston.net. As Regent President for iHeartMedia Houston, Eddie Martini oversees operations for seven radio stations here in Houston. KQBT-FM, CODA, which is sunny, KTBZ, The Buzz, KTRH, KPRC, KBME, KXYZ. Under Eddie's direction, the Houston market has been a consistent leader, leader for iHeartMedia, generating the third highest market revenues for the company behind only New York and Los Angeles. But this story is so much deeper. This is all about, this podcast is all about Eddie Martini, who recently received our 2023 Silver Medal Award from the American Advertising Federation, Houston. Eddie is, um, Eddie loves our industry. Eddie loves what he does and uh, does a great job at it as well. So here's a conversation that we had with Eddie Martini. Once again, Eddie, congratulations. Well done, my friend. The American Advertising Federation Houston has announced, and you already know this because we had a great event, a great party, Eddie Martini, regional president for iHeartMedia Houston as our 2023 silver medal recipient. Silver medal award first uh, granted back in uh, 1962, part of the American Advertising Federation's program, recognizes men and women who have made outstanding contributions to advertising who've been in, uh, active in furthering the industry standards, creative excellence, and responsibilities in areas of social concern. You know, it's funny, you checked off all the boxes there, Eddie. Um, <laughs> you've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. You pretty much have been, oh gosh, such an incredible part of our industry, uh, radio, broadcasting, and of course advertising as well here in Houston for, for so many years, uh, and you just keep it going, dude. Obviously, you know, they say do what you love and you never work a day in your life. Good old uh, Jim McInvale says that, and uh, I think it's really true. It sounds to me like you re- probably discovered what you what you needed to do in life. I know you almost became a lawyer, uh, and we'll talk about that in just a minute, but, you know, do you like coming to work on Mondays? I'm just curious about that. Well, uh, yes, I do. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I, uh, I'm flattered. I'm flattered by the award, and I'm flattered that, that you uh, are interested in talking to me about the industry. I love it. Um, I uh, studied advertising in college, and uh, I did that because I was interested in it. And as you said, my goal was to go to law school, but the more I studied it, the more intrigued I became and uh, got into it. And uh, I can seriously say, without being too corny, I'm still waiting for it to be- become a job. I uh, yeah. absolutely love it. Yeah. And uh, yes, coming to work on Monday all the way through Friday yeah. is not a chore whatsoever. You're a cheerleader, uh, what you are. You, you're, you've organized a team uh, that life loves to win. And you know, radio is a little bit different uh, than it used to be. You know, it used to be small groups of uh, organizi- organizations, people, managers, and such that work toward a common goal, that is achieving ratings and, and you know, generating a, a whole ton of revenue. But now, you know, as we've become uh, more of a, a cluster, like an iHeartMedia group, uh, uh, you've got several teams working together but playing against each other. In other words, the buzz wants to be on top. Sonny wants to be on top. 
And you both are. You're in the top five, 12 plus, uh, the latest ratings. And that absolutely blows my mind with Sonny. I mean, I have a heritage with Sonny. I used to work there when it was Coda uh, back in the 70s uh, before I went to Detroit and Miami. But but to see that Sonny has sustained all of this. But getting back to my question, you've got, uh, how do you do this, man? How do you How do you take several different teams? It's like having the Cowboys and the Texans all in the same office, but you're still working for a common goal. How the heck do you pull that off, man? Well, it's um, it is seven radio stations, um, and they're all and they are competing for advertising dollars, but most of them are in their own lane. And you know, we're blessed to have. I like to look at um, our, our our assets as like kind of like a mutual fund, and uh, you know, we've got. I'm blessed to have heritage radio stations like Sunny and Buzz and KTRH and KPRC, but they're all in their lane. Sunny is going to be a radio station that, you know, we're going to win and we're going to earn advertising dollars from from female uh, people who are targeting female uh, listeners. And Buzz is going to target more male. It doesn't mean Buzz doesn't have female listeners and Sunny doesn't have male, but that's their advertising target because the majority of Sunny's audience is female. And the majority of Buzz's audience is male. KTRH, on the other hand, and KPRC, those radio stations are going to be older, and they're going to be more uh, highly educated, more discretionary income. Their average listener might be 55 years old, and uh, with probably more men listening than than, than uh, females. But yes, they're all going after the advertising dollars, but they're all in their lane. Our hip hop station. AQBT has a younger audience, and it's, it's yeah. going to target African Americans and Hispanics between the ages of 18 and 34. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they are competing, but for the most part, we've got a nice mutual fund here, and we can pretty much send out our sellers to any business and then know that we have a, we have a marketing solution for them. When we when we first combined, this is when uh, the stations were at 3050 Post Oak. Rather than look at that as conflictual, what we did is we took all of the assets that we had in that uh, in that on that floor, and they all worked together. And that's that's what's perpetuating here. Is you you it's like you've got a giant store, like a Walmart that has a little bit of everything in it, something for everybody, good products, great value. And you're all working together to uh, to to become a common uh, a success story, and that's what you've done. But I, I think it's interesting. You know, most people say that you know consolidation killed radio, and uh, radio is different, and radio is dying. It's like I don't know. I, I know what you're going to say, but I I don't believe that. Uh, I did a podcast with Jim Conlon a while back, uh, talking about uh, how's radio different uh, than it is. I said it's no different. It's no different. You still have great people, great, uh, great products, and you work uh, uh, together. So talk about that. I, as far as radio goes in, in its space uh, within our, um, you know, consumption of, of media and stuff like that, it's still, it's still a very relevant and great growing industry, isn't it? Well, it absolutely is. And I can give a couple examples of that. Um, I, I don't agree that consolidation has killed radio whatsoever. It's uh, the company I work for happens to be one of the most cutting edge technology companies out there, and I don't I don't even think our competitors would, would disagree that we are the leaders uh, in the industry. And uh, 
we were the first to, to, to have our own app, we, you know, and uh, we were the first to go on and start doing the iHeart Music Festival where we, we were putting hip-hop artists on followed by country artists. And what, what's changed most about radio is it's not all being consumed just in your, in your, uh, in your car and in your, at the, with your alarm clock. Yeah. And now you've got smart speakers at home, which for the most part have pretty much replaced the alarm clock. Yeah. And for smart, smart speakers... Listening to live radio is always, as has been since the inception, uh, a top three usage of smart speakers. So what's changed the most is that we are a content company. And yes, you can hear our content on broadcast radio. You can hear it on stream via the iHeart Music app. You can hear it on your smart speakers, your, on your smart TVs, on your tablets. And to, in order to be relevant, you've got to stay uh, you got to stay on the cutting edge, and you got to be able to offer your content everywhere people expect it to be. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that our company has done very, very well is we are doing every. We have a, a, a division of our company that does nothing but negotiate with electronics manufacturers and, and auto industry executives to get to keep the iHeart app on the on the dashboard of all these new cars, uh, electric cars, both both electric and gasoline cars. Yeah. So. It's just you've got to you got to be where where the listeners expect us to be, or you're going to be left behind. Yeah, and and that's one thing that iHeart has never been is behind. You've always had a a forecast of uh, what was over the horizon and and what was coming your way, which is one of the reasons that you have such a rolling success, both for, from the advertising aspect and from the uh, the rating standpoints as well. I'm not going. Let me add, let me add something to that, Ray, if you don't mind. Sure. And to, to just to give you an idea. Um, radio has been around for a long, long time, yeah. and uh, our cluster here of seven radio stations, we just had in, in the latest uh, rating. Well, if I just look at 2022 or the or the, the recent ratings that came out as uh, recently as yesterday, yeah. we are we are right now uh, we we right now are delivering the highest ratings in the history of this seven station cluster. Yeah. That's that's the entire history of the cluster. Yeah. And if you think about the last 10 years, all the things that have changed in, in the media world, the addition of Pandora and Spotify and Facebook and Amazon, and with all that out there, in 2022, our cluster here in Houston, Texas, had the highest revenues that we've had in the last 11 years. Wow. And so, I, I mean, I would, I'm very, very proud of that to say our ratings are better than ever and, uh, and, and, and our uh, and our revenues are the best they've been in the last 11 years. <laughs> That's mind-blowing, absolutely mind-blowing, because a lot of folks are looking for gloom and doom news, like, oh, yeah, radio's dying, radio's not what it was. But what you're suggesting there and what you're saying, and is valid, obviously, is that, yeah, it's working, and it continues to work, and it continues to do well. I saw uh, with Sonny, uh, Sonny, I think, had a 12-share uh, with, the, with the, uh, the Christmas music and everything like that. That's unheard of. That's amazing. That doesn't happen, but uh, but it does in Houston, and it has for a long time. You know, we had a chance to work with you guys many years ago with uh, your your um, the Less Is More initiative, the the thirty second advertising and such like that, and you had a, a tremendous amount of success uh, with that. So you just you've built on this stuff. You've come up with new ways to to figure it out and to do it a little bit better. I'm not going to call you the underachieving. Uh, a brother, in spite of the fact that your your bro one brother is a Louisiana state senator and the other is a Roman Catholic priest, but did mom and dad ever say, "Eddie, 
You want to be a lawyer? You got to be, no, no, radio? What's, what are you thinking? What are you, crazy? How did you break the news to the family that you were pursuing a, a career uh, in radio all those years well, ago? Well, let me be clear. I never went to law school. It was it was my goal to go to law school. Okay. And okay. Uh, I remember, I, but I had done like some internships in college, and I really started enjoying the advertising industry. And when I called my brother, who's the state senator, Peter, and I said, hey, I want to take that that class to prepare me to take the LSAT. He said, oh, really? I thought you were really getting into this advertising thing. And I said, I am, but you know, I, I really that's always been my focus. And he goes, you know what you should do? You should just go and see what opportunities are out there now that you've graduated. He goes, you can always go to law school. It's, it's to, to, to be honest, and, it's, and he, he said, it won't be near as exciting as the advertising industry. He goes, but you'll get through it. He goes, but give it a shot. And you can, you can always do that a year from now if you, if you end up not liking the advertising industry. So it was his advice. I never actually even went to law school. And, and uh, so that continues to be on the back burner now that I'm a, a ripe, ripe 60 years old. Um, but, uh, yeah, that young, uh, huh? That's good. I, like that. that. <laughs> I don't feel it. I, I know I look it, but I sure don't feel it. No, it, it, age is all in the. It, it's it's not a number, man. It's it's what you look at life and how you wake up in the morning and do stuff as well. One of our uh, one of our uh, co-hosts for the event, Anastasia Zabatsanos. What a beautiful name. Um, Anastasia says, "Can I get a copy? I really like that Eddie guy." Can I get a copy of his speech when you were on stage? And for your acceptance speech, you've, I loved it, by the way, and no, it wasn't too long. Uh, you were focused on the people around you who helped define who you are and what you have accomplished because it takes uh, others to help us accomplish a mission and such like that. That means you understand the value of uh, collaboration uh, with great people. And is is that true? Is that kind of the way you built this uh a uh, very successful uh, a media group here in Houston. Well, thank you for saying that. I, um, I look. I think if you if you look at the radio company, they're all they're all uh, centered around uh, rusty towers uh, out in the rural areas, uh, high grass, snakes, rats, <laughs> and every hour is the same. They're all you know, and they're all putting out a signal. And uh, some are AM, some are FM. Uh, but there's really nothing different about those towers. The, what, what's, the, what's different is the, the people who work in the office for the different companies. And I try to assemble a team of people that I feel like are all going to work well together. And I am just completely blessed to have a team I've worked with for 20 years, and many of them here more than 15 years, yeah. that are always willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah, we're in a big market, and some of our on-air personalities have big egos because that's necessary to be a good on-air personality. He's doggone right. But, yeah. but, but we really, what I pride myself in is our team, our people, and that's what makes a difference in the, in, in, in the radio companies. And we are blessed to have a great team of programmers, a great team of sales managers, great engineers. And um, our, our on-air talents are second to none. But, but being able to get them to all work together mm-hmm. is what's critical. And I, I, I pride myself on culture, culture, culture. That is, look, you're going to come, things are going to happen, you're going to have to change, you're going to have to pivot. And if you got people who like what they're doing and they feel like they're and they like the culture they're part of, they don't mind adjusting and saying, yeah, I know that's not part of my job, but 
we realize it's important. Let's, let's get it done. And I just am blessed to have a very, very good team of people that all enjoy working together. And I, you know, I'm, I'm just happen to be the, the blessed man that works in the corner office. And, uh, but you know, I, if I did one thing, well, I assembled a, a really good team of people that work well together and we continue to, to build a culture that I believe is second to none. Yeah, it's very true. And you've got a brand new facility there too, as well in Uptown Park. Heck, I thought the old facility was pretty doggone cool. But there you are with the Uptown Park location, total technology, and I'm sure there have been some hiccups along the way. But the vibe there is just so, so cool. How is the staff uh, loving it as well? I know there's been some adjustments there. Uh, but that, that technology has really given you the opportunity to do things even better than you had before. What, what are the folks saying about the new facility? Well, they, they love the way it looks. Uh, our CEO, Bob Pittman, who actually started MTV um, and has been, been on Wall Street for quite a while, he's the CEO of the, uh, AOL Time Warner, and uh, he actually is the CEO of Six Flags at one time in Century 21. But he is a, an amazing salesman. And, uh, and, he, and he's a marketer. And when he took over, he was on our board. He invested in Clear Channel because he, was, he loved the fact that Clear Channel was in over 150 markets with, with 850 plus radio stations. And he was intrigued with the massive reach we had. Yeah. But more importantly, he loved the fact that we could run a national campaign and in, in, in 150 markets, we can locally activate and customize. Yeah. And he was, he was intrigued by that. But when, so he invested in our company, and then the company soon after said, would you like to be on our board? He was on the board. Then they, he was very involved, and they said, would you, would you consider running it? And he said, not this company, but I'll consider uh, running your company if the, if the canvas can be uh, you know wiped clean and I can uh, do what I think is important to, to grow and stay innovative and stay on the cutting edge because we're not gonna we're not gonna survive as a radio company just being a radio company we've right. got to expand we've got to we've got to bring our listeners to to the artists they love so we created I the iHeart Music Festival Jingle Ball Fiesta Latina Country Festival he said I want to create the best the, the, the best concert events in America and have our listeners be able to go and see these concerts. He, he immediately, when he took over, he developed an app. When he did it, I was like, why, why do we need an app? Well, clearly now I know why, because, you know, we've got over 150, we've got 100, uh, I think 130 million people who, who are registered uh, yeah. to have, have the iHeart app. And by the way, that's uh, that's great. That's first party data for us. And uh, he, um, um, you know, wasn't long after that, he said, "We need to expand. We need to get into podcasting. You know, we need to we need to sell more than just radio. We need to touch people from the upper, from the top of the marketing funnel, all the way to the bottom. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is what I think we have done to stay innovative. And that's why our advertising revenues are so well because we're not just selling broadcast. We're selling streaming. We're selling OTT. We're selling podcasting, and we're selling events." And, what, and, and the other thing he did is he said, you know, I go into all these offices and every one of them look different. Some look pretty cool. Others look like law firms. Some of them look like, you know, CPA firms. He says, when you walk into an iHeart office, every one of them, you shouldn't have to see the words iHeart. You're sure you should, right. You should, you should know you're in an iHeart office. And yeah. we have very strict guidelines as to what he wants. 
Yeah. And I, what, what colors you can use. And I mean, I had an interior designer come in and say, hey, this is what you can choose from. And at first I was, I was like, golly, I mean, we're, we're not going to have anything we can put in. We're not going to have our own touch. And they said, no, but they got it. It's, it's, it as you just said, it's, it's a very cool hip office yeah. and our team loves it. They absolutely love it. Yeah. Technology is there too. It, obviously it, it hiccups every now and then and so does technology, but the fact that it. uh, you are so connected. One thing that I you just mentioned about Pittman, uh, yeah, I'll run your company, but I got to do it my way, uh, and I like that. I like that a lot because I think that's probably one of the reasons that uh, uh, that iHeart has been so uh, successful across the board, across the nation. And in it, I think it's it's no different than like McDonald's. If you go into a McDonald's in L.A. or Chicago or New York or here in Houston, you're going to get the same vibe. And and I think that brings a little bit of cohesivity to uh, the iHeart brand because that's what it is. I love the app. I we record a few shows on uh, on KTRH and KPRC as well, and um, I, I actually listen off the app. The app is phenomenal. Or if I want to, I can go to another market and hear uh, one of the iHeart stations. That is absolutely absolutely genius, and that is one of the I think one of the uh, factors that uh, continues to make iHeart. Uh, relevant because it could very quickly, if you didn't have those assets in place and an active, uh, become irrelevant in the broadcast. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about your family. Uh, you're a family guy. Uh, I love that because you've got an extended family there at the radio station and, and talked about those. But talk about talk about your family because you mentioned that when you were uh, doing your acceptance speech. Uh, tell us tell us about how how great these people are, and I bet they're cheerleaders of the Eddie Martini brand as well, right? <laughs> well, I am uh, the youngest of five children out of New Orleans, Louisiana, deep, deep-rooted Catholic family. And uh, I was blessed to uh, have loving parents and brothers and sisters that were great role models for me being the youngest in the family. But uh, my oldest brother uh, had 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 a life like Forrest Gump, quite frankly. He's, he's a priest now, but... He went to Tulane University on a baseball scholarship, hmm. and uh, that was actually at the end of Vietnam. So he uh, he got into the ROTC while he was at Tulane, just in case he got a low draft number. And he graduated and went to went into the Navy as a uh, officer because wow. he was in the ROTC. Uh, Vietnam ended, and they asked him to go and. Um, and uh, teach at the U.S. Naval Academy, which that was when he went there, he went to law school at night. And uh, he did his best to try to convince me that to, to go to the Naval Academy. And that just wasn't what I was looking for for college. Gotcha. But um, so after um, after he taught at the Naval Academy, then he actually started serving. A friend of our family was the U.S. ambassador to, to the United Nations. And he went to the head of the Navy and said, I'd like Commander Martini to be my chief of staff. And that that happened. He stayed in the Navy, though, and then that that general ended up that that uh, ambassador ended up being the ambassador to Germany when the wall came down. Yeah. So he had a lot of experiences between military, athletic career, uh, you know, we're serving in the State Department under an ambassador, and uh, then for the first they they got they they moved him out of Germany and said for the first Persian Gulf War we need you to be an intelligence commander over an aircraft carrier fleet. Wow. When all that was said and done, and you remember the first Persian Gulf War didn't last long. No. When all that was said and done, he was at 20 years in the Navy and had to make a decision as to whether he was going to practice law with my other brother, whether he was going to stay in the State Department, whether he was going to marry this beautiful German that he was 
dating, whether he was going to stay in the Navy and maybe move on to be, you know, go, go up the ladder. And he met with the family and said, I want to be a priest, which blew us all away. <laughs> He's very devout, but yeah. he never really publicly demonstrated that. Yeah. So he uh, had, I mean, literally, I love calling him Forrest Gump because he has done it all. And then when he, the Dominican priest, he uh, volunteered to go to Africa. And uh, so for 15 years, he started, he started his own mission in Africa and his own school. Oh, man. And now he's now he's back. It got to be too dangerous there, so uh, they moved him back, and he's uh, in Louisville, Kentucky. Wow. So that's my oldest. So I mean, none of us can stack up to that. Once you have a brother that becomes a priest, your your mother and father kind of forget about the rest of the kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But my second brother is the one I went to law school, and uh, he uh, has had a great law law career, and he yeah. was a House of Representative. And, in Louisiana, and then moved on to a center, and he just uh, t- turned out. His name's Danny. My third brother, Brian Martini, was a, another uh, athlete. He went to Tulane on a baseball scholarship and had a very, very nice uh, career after that in oil and uh, here, in, here in Houston, Texas. And uh, My sister was a nurse, the only gr- girl in the family, and she was a, a very successful nurse, and she's just retired. So I'm the only one work. Well, me and my, my brother, the priest, He's not earning any money, but uh, I'm the only one earning money right now in the family. I'll tell you, at my um, at my mother's funeral, my brother Danny, the senator, said, he kind of went through the family and talked about you know, each brother. And he said, and then there's Eddie. He goes, uh, mom and dad really didn't know what the heck was going to happen with this kid. He's got all the personality in the world <laughs> and not a lick of sense. <laughs> and uh, look at him now, you know. But yeah. uh, so they're all, they're all, they've all been very supportive of me. Uh, clearly great role models. And I'm blessed to have had such a loving family and great brothers and sisters as role models. Wow. Wow. Okay. Mom and dad, good job. Uh, <laughs> real good job with them. Cause sometimes they can try, but kids don't listen, but obviously you guys were listening. I think that's a wonderful thing. And I think you, you headed in the right direction as well. The personality thing comes out. Yeah. You got that personality dude, but you've also got a, a great sense of, of business and how to uh, pull that team together. Kind of like a great football coach, which is a wonderful thing. You are also very gracious uh, to uh, this community uh, as you as you work with like St. Jude, Star of Hope, uh, and uh, all of those wonderful, wonderful things uh, in this in this community. And of course, that's an important element of any broadcast facility, a local broadcast facility. You got to connect with the community. You, you guys have found some great uh, uh, connections, and I know St. Jude's has has really, really benefited from. Uh, the relationship with iHeart, but uh, that's an important element too, isn't it, Eddie? I would imagine. Well, yeah, I absolutely believe that. I mean, uh, I I am had an incredible career, incredible life, and I believe that you should give back. And uh, I uh, got on a board with St. Jude uh, probably about eight years ago, and moved my way up. And uh, we're uh, very proud to say we've raised millions of dollars for. An organization that I respect so much, and um, you know, it only took one tour of that hospital and hearing the story and watching uh, the miracles and hearing the stories about one miracle after another, and it was like, my goodness, I'm blessed to have three children. They're healthy, thank goodness, but yeah. if that ever takes a turn, it sure is good to know that St. Jude is there. So um, yeah. I, uh, I'm a big, big fan. I'm a big fan of Camp Hope, which is in a neighborhood that helps rehabilitate um, veterans who are 
suffering from PTSD, and I, uh, you know, to think that you know the organizations I'm involved in are helping kids who are dealing with cancer and, and uh, veterans who provide us the freedoms and provide me the ability to go out each and every day and, and earn a living in the greatest country in the world. The least I can do is give back to those folks. And we also do it. We deal with many, many. Uh, charitable organizations, but uh, those two are close to my heart. Mm-hmm. So is Camp Hope, and yeah. uh, I, I got a very soft place in my heart for homeless people. And uh, I, you know, I love that we are able to Dana Tyson is my my ambassador there, and I love what we do for Star of Hope. And yeah. uh, so those are those are three that are very close. But we do we we're involved in very uh, numerous charities and uh, nonprofits, that, yeah. and I feel like it's our duty iHeart wears the Houston uh, brand uh, very, very nicely and and, uh, and and authentically as well. And that's really, really a cool place to be. You're also close to the American Advertising Federation, Houston, for so many years. You support, you support, you support. Why is that connection there? Why is it important for uh, for for you to do the great things that you have done uh, over the years for uh, the American Advertising Federation, Houston? Well, I love what, what the organization does, especially in the way um, of how they um, bring new, the college students along and the competitions, the competitions that I was, I was involved in when I was in college. And that truly was going through my senior year campaigns class and the competition that, that, that came with it was probably what pushed me into this career. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I love how my, how AAF sponsors all that. They're involved in that, and uh, which is why anytime they ask me to to go and talk to those students or you know do do anything I can to help those guys. Look, we're only going to be we're only going to be as good as the people that are that are that are coming up the ranks. And I want everybody to enjoy this career as much as I enjoy it. Yeah. And I love when people say when I'm at parties and people. Like radio is still relevant, and it's almost <laughs> like I shake my head, and I, I can't wait to tell the story to say, you know what? Yeah. You ever heard of AC Nielsen? AC Nielsen says that ninety-one percent of Americans listen to radio. In nineteen seventy, they said ninety-three percent mm-hmm. listen to the radio. So they might be listening differently now. They might be listening from their smart speaker, from their tablet, from their uh, from their iPhone, yeah. but they're listening still. It's still what makes radio still very, very relevant mm-hmm. is that, think about it, everybody thinks that influencer campaigns uh, came about because of the Kardashians. Well, that, that is not the case. Radio <laughs> is the original influencers. We've been, we've been selling influencer campaigns because the people who listen to Rod Ryan or to Michael Berry or to Dana Tyson or to Matt Thomas on a sports station, they're fans. That's their friend that they listen to on the way to work or the way home from work. And when Matt Thomas or Michael Bear, hey, I had a great experience working with this plumber or with this carpet cleaning company. Yeah. That's their friend. That's that one, That's that relationship on the way to, I drive to work every day with Michael Barry, and he says that, oops, Steam Cleaning is, is, is a very good uh, company to get, get your carpets cleaned. Yeah. And that association, I mean, the reason businesses love influence of using radio stations and, and, and our on-air personalities for that is because they're already respected by that massive audience. Yeah. So why go, why go and try to create something and create your own brand and build it up when 
Rod Ryan and Michael Berry, their listeners already love them. Yeah. I'm going to dovetail on that. It's foolish not to. So we've been, we're one of the original influencers, and we can and, and actually, I'm, I'm very proud that our cluster here in Houston, because of those great talents we have, we have the highest percentage of our overall revenues coming from influencer campaigns. Yes. And that, that is what I believe makes us, us so special. It's that bond, that connection that the, that the audience has with those on their personalities. I think you're absolutely right. You know, podcasting as well, you know, live endorse type stuff on podcasting. Commercials don't fly. Years ago, I did the uh, uh, the advertising show with Brad Forsyth. Uh, it was a show that went I remember on for, that. I remember that. It was almost 15 years we did that. And at the, at the onset, this is before podcasting. We were on the radio. We were on Sirius XM. We were on syndication, all that kind of garbage. But um, it ended up that we were grabbing just a huge share of audience uh, uh, every month with uh, being a global platform, again, before it was called podcasting. But uh, f- folks would come to us and bring a commercial. It's like, no, 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 we're going to talk about your product because that, it, it, as you say on the radio, it's true. It's true. It's true. If, if you hear that from somebody and you hear an endorsement, you have a, a, a strong tendency to say, you know what? I think that person is telling the truth, and I think I need to try that product. And what a simplistic way to approach advertising. Talk about the product. Talk about the benefits. Talk about what it's going to do for you. And then uh, make sure you've got a trusted personality like you guys have in the, in the cluster here in Houston uh, that can talk about it and do, and do a great job. So, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's a great model. It, it works. It works. It works. Uh, somebody says to you, Eddie, I want to get into radio. What would you tell them? I would tell, well, if they're in college and, and uh, they say that, I would say, you know what, I would recommend you to do exactly what I did. Uh, go and work, at, go do an internship at an advertising agency, do an internship at a radio station, do an internship anywhere you can to, to, to gain knowledge so you can figure out what portion of the industry do you feel like fits your skill set and what, what can you be passionate about yeah. and I'll tell you growing up I never thought that I wanted to be a salesman and uh, that was my first job I was selling advertising in Baton Rouge for the uh, Louisiana State University Sports Network wow. and yeah it was intimidating at first I'm like God, I don't want to be someone who's bothering people <laughs> but uh, you know what? Uh, once you understand how marketing works and how how it truly does solve business, solve marketing objectives for businesses and allows businesses to grow, yeah. it's. I mean, like I said at the thing, it's it, it's a it's a critical component to our economic ecosystem. We we help businesses grow. You you either market or you die. And we have a lot of different marketing solutions. And, and I've never felt one day like I was bothering somebody trying to explain to them how our marketing, how, you know, how our radio stations can assist them at their marketing objectives. And, you know, and then we just keep expanding our platform. Now we're the number one publisher of podcasts. And it's just a different, you know, where radio is one to many, podcasting is one to one. So it's even more, it's even more intimate. And, I'm proud to say that we're the biggest we're the biggest podcast company with over a million monthly downloads, and that's just that's that even makes it even more intimate. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, anyway, it's I would say 
find out what you're interested in first. Don't just say, I think I want to be a media buyer. I think I want to be in traffic. I think I want to be an owning a personality or a seller. Go do your due diligence and, and find out what truly fits your skill set. But I would absolutely encourage it. It's, 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 it's very, very exciting times in the media industry. Yeah. If you don't like change, don't get in the industry because it does not stop changing. And I love that because yeah. I don't want to do the same thing every day. You mentioned uh, interns. Uh, Jeff Malone was an intern here at uh, Radio Lounge so many years ago as he was being uh, escorted into uh, the, the business. And as you know, his story is uh, uh, you know, uh, pretty cool. He's, I know he's uh, suffering some uh, health challenges at this point in time, but uh, what, what a determined and, and wonderful individual to just plow through and plow into this industry in a big, big way. He was, he was a guy that took stuff seriously and does still today, and I know that you guys have a relationship as well. He was part of your, uh, uh, your video acceptance speech and as such. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's great. Try it out. Try it on for size and see if what you like and do something different. Maybe you're not a, an account executive. Maybe you're, uh, you're in technology or maybe you're a uh, personality or, or producer or something like that, but do it. Try it and and see what it uh, see what it feels like, and it's a great idea. What do you what do you see? Uh, let's look. Uh, I know this is kind of tough to forecast with a crystal ball, but five to ten years, you know, with the way things are changing, and it seems they're exponentially changing every year. They get faster, better, bigger, and cooler. Uh, uh, what what do you what do you see that iHeart Media might look like in the next five or the ten years? Do you have any Do you have any thoughts on that, Eddie? Well, I think. If you look at where um, where things are going, it's digital, digital, digital. And you know, thank goodness our company has completely embraced that. And you know, I, I am blessed to work for a company that just continues to go out. And you know, we in a matter of a few years, we've become the biggest podcast publisher there is. Our app is the most popular app out there in the, in the audio world. Uh-huh. And um, I believe that people are still wanting. People still want are going to want to be entertained, and they're, and they're still going to want to listen to the to the on air personalities that they like. They're just going to be doing it more digitally than via broadcast. I mean, mm-hmm. there there are going to be some uh, like electric cars are finding challenges with AM radio. Yes, exactly. And, I heard uh, about that Ford with the F one fifty says they're dropping, but that really doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't really well, matter. It doesn't concern me in the least no. because we've, as I told you earlier, we've got a whole team that does nothing but negotiate with auto manufacturers, and we've got an iHeart app. Yeah. So just like there's Apple Play, yeah. AirPlay, uh, you know, we've got the iHeart app, and we were the first app out there, and we've got so many people that already have the app. So our goal is just to make sure that. If, if the when when they when you look at overall listenership, I think it's going to maybe possibly even grow. But mm-hmm. even if it doesn't grow that much, it's just going to be more people will be consuming our content digitally, and and maybe not as much broadcast wise. But I think that's going to be the biggest change. And companies that embrace that will stay relevant, and mm-hmm. companies that don't won't. Yeah. And I mean, you can't argue with the fact that. Broadcast listenership. I mean, broadcast. I'm talking about advertising now. Broadcast advertising has has started to have a, see a little bit of attrition, but digital is just exploding. So you, you've got you have to offer the listeners the opportunity to hear your programs where they want to hear them, 
And if you're doing that, yeah. then the only thing that's going to change is that some will be more people will be listening to your broadcast digitally versus broadcast terrestrially. And that really matters not as long as they're listening. That's important. Well, it, yeah. what what what's good about it is there are so there's so much more opportunities to show attrition in the digital world. Yeah. So yeah, you know everything is data, data, data these days. So. And the good thing is we have first party data coming from our iHeart Music app and you know, we can we can tell people, Hey, we know we know this person heard your ad, we know where they were when they heard the ad, and yeah. by the way, we know they went into your store. Yeah. So those are things that, that I that just intrigued the heck out of me and that goes back to being able to, to, to hit consumers at the very top of the marketing funnel, all the way down the bottom of the marketing funnel where you have search. Yeah. Well, you certainly have this stuff figured out. iHeart and iHeart Media Houston, uh, again, a, a very strong uh, representative of the broadcast industry, the advertising as well. And uh, Eddie, it's very fitting. Uh, uh, men and women who have made outstanding contributions to advertising, who have been active in furthering the industry standards, creative excellence, and responsibility in areas of social concern. One thing should be added there, and you're having fun doing it. And that's that's who you are. So congratulations. Uh, once again, on, on this great award, it's about doggone time. And uh, we're happy to have uh, made 2023 your year for this. But sincerely, thanks for uh, thanks for keeping the fire burning. That's what you're doing, man. You, you're, keeping it, you're keeping it going. And you've got a team of people who believe uh, in what you're doing and how you're doing it. And uh, as a result, you have nothing but... A success. Uh, so, congratulations once again, Eddie. Appreciate well, it. Well, thank you. And as soon as I don't feel the fire, I'll step aside and let <laughs> someone younger do this. But um, I don't see that happening anytime soon. And the rest, they say, is history. And we've got a bright history here for radio, for advertising here in Houston. Thanks, Eddie, for that conversation today. That Speaks Houston is the Eddie Award winning podcast. Created and produced by Radio Lounge for the American Advertising Federation Houston Chapter. Find out more at aaf-houston.net. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you'll never miss a new podcast. Could you do that? Good. Your rating on iTunes also will help us grow. And don't be afraid to share what you've heard today on social media. Share it with your friends in our industry. We also invite you to meet the people that represent District 10 of the American Advertising Federation. That is parts of Arkansas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, and Texas. Check out Adtention Podcast for T10. Until next time, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Ad Speaks Houston is copyright 2023. I'm Ray Shelton.